Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. Welcome to Castology, the podcast that adores podcasts and has a host that adores his podcast fellow hosts. Look, Nick huh? gestured at both of us and it was kind of sweet. Thank you. It was kind of <laughs> sweet, but I still don't, I feel like there's a sting in the tail coming. What? No, there's no sting oh, in the tail. I just well, wanted to lovely. admire you guys. Thank you. Nick very rarely that. backhands anyone. I feel like because I backhand everyone that I'm expecting it both, from that's everyone. Fair. Both that's you fair. and I struggle to give compliments without also going on. I really like you, but you smell pretty bad. <laughs> Is that a ticket me? Is that a ticket me? No, sure. Do you smell I find bad? it hard to take compliments. I'm good, I'm like good. people are like, oh, oh my God, you're so great at that. And I'm like, shut up. Don't yeah, worry, I, do it. I have a very bad sense of smell, so I will never be telling you that you smell oh, thank bad. God, because I smell great. If I smell it and you do smell bad, then Everyone, then everyone else oh, yeah. I was going to say, then, oh, yeah, either everyone like smells it, or you just need to tell me. Anyway, I tell people they smell a lot, but it's just oh, you smell. But I literally, I couldn't tell if they smell. Like I would never tell someone that they if they if they actually if smell? they actually smelled yeah. unless they were like my best. You know, be like, hey, you need some yeah, deodorant. Get that bro. deodorant. On. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I just be like, no thanks. And yet, I'm happy to backhand all my friends. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what being a friend in Australia is, is, yes. is the right to make fun of yes. this person. You take the piss. Yeah. That's what we do. That's what it's all about down under. Anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Nick Bleeker, and to my left is... Liz Best. And across me is... Zane C. Webber. We're here to talk about podcasts, not that's smells. what we do. We're not smellology. No. Well, Scentology? Actually, that wouldn't really Smell-ology? work. Smellology? I don't know. Smellology is mm. a bit... Nosology? 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 No. Schnozology. Schnozology is kind of cool. I like that. I like that. That uh, would be a podcast about uh, celebrities' nose jobs. Perfect. Ooh. Yeah. That's cool. And you could like do a background on like, No, we don't have time surgeons. to make any more anyway, podcasts. Yeah. We're too busy. We've got enough. Anyway, we're here to recommend and review some podcasts. So let's recommend some podcasts. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start with yours. What do you got? You guys might not like me this week because I am doing true crime. I will love the shit out of me this week because I'm doing true crime and everybody at home who likes true crime who hasn't already listened to this will also love me. It's been a while. It's been a while. And there's this one I really got onto because I start, there was a Netflix, a recent Netflix um, uh, show about it. Um, so I'm doing It Was Simple, The Betty Broderick Murders. Um, so what really got me about the Netflix show, which led me to want a bit more information, is how hard like they portrayed Betty Bodrick as a hundred percent victim, and I believe that to like eighty percent. But I was pretty sure there was a little bit more to the story. She was completely shat on by her husband. Like hmm. it, it was a horrible, horrible murder. But um, also, she had a, there were a little bit of extra details in this podcast that I quite liked. Um, people were really obsessed with this particular crime because 
it was like this very affluent, rich suburb. And these two people were like society people and she'd supported her husband uh, through, you know, a whole bunch of different careers to get him to like the tippity top of the law practice. He went from being a doctor to be – she sacrificed absolutely everything and then he left her for a younger model and completely used his legal chutzpah and knowledge to like dick swing his way into getting – absolutely everything and leaving her fucking destitute so mm. she was gaslit into a whole bunch of crazy shit and then she murdered him and his new wife um and one thing i thought was good that they mentioned in both the podcast and the tv show is that one of the jurors um in the first case because i think the first one was a mistrial was like you know i what took her so long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like and so this is done by the la times and it kind of goes into a little bit more detail and it's less uh biased than the tv show but you still i still firmly believe that betty broderick was the victim sorry to everybody else but also her children and everybody else really did suffer through what she did like she yeah, she yeah. Con- committed an unspeakable act because she was driven to the brink of fucking insanity um and yeah, I just they had a really good amount of interviews with different people. You heard from the children, you heard from um, some jurors, and I just thought it was a really good podcast that gave you a little bit more than what the TV got. So, How many episodes? Uh, good question. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I th- it was a limited series. Okay, I think cool, maybe cool. six to ten, like the, your standard limited series sure. uh, mm-hmm. amount. It. I put this on my list a really long time ago, and I just jiggled it back up to the front. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it was simple. The Betty Broderick murders. Cool. Excellent. So yeah. I'm recommending an audio fiction this this week. Yay. Um, recently, where by the time this comes out, uh, the Audioverse Awards were happening. Oh, um, yes. Which was basically audio fictions and audio dramas. Uh, it's entirely crowd-based nominations and finalists and awards were happening. And so I found a lot of new audio fiction and dramas. Yay, I am happy to be the beneficiary of this extra knowledge. (laughs) Um, Apocalypse Songs is made by Red Scare Theatre in New Zealand. Um, I like their theatre company name. Yeah, so this is... Uh, The Red Scare Theatre Company, they had this written as an audio drama and when COVID hit, uh, there was a round of arts funding that came out for projects that could be done during COVID. COVID. They secured one of those grants and so they created... Uh, apocalypse songs. Isn't it nice to have a government that wow, puts out funding that supports, for co- that supports the arts in any way, shape, or form. Wow. Yeah. So there's, there is a cast of uh, eight people. Um, no, sorry, seven people um, in this. Uh, so Cassandra, I'm, I'm going to try Cassandra. It's Cassandra C., uh, Catherine Gavigan Binney, uh, Drew MacArthur, Chris Green, Karen Anslow, Caitlin Penrose, and James Kane. Um, I believe. Cassandra and James are basically the producers and art directors of Red Scare Theatre Company. Cool. Um, so uh, the it's about a local radio station reporter uh, investigates the tapes of Clara Wilson, who's like a 1960s really obscure musician who's who wrote l- songs that seem to have predicted the future. Um, so yeah, and then uh, she meets up with the singer's great nephew, I think, to kind of investigate 
what this means. So they talk to like priests and, and that sort of thing because yeah, whether it was like demonic possession and I'm not going to spoil too much about no, it. No, I kind of, yeah, yeah I was like, is, please uh, stop talking because this sounds really interesting. <laughs> saying, shut up. Well, uh, everything that I said is in the, uh, blurb. In, the in the blurb. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting, very fun, very well produced. Uh, apocalypse songs. I'm excited. Amazing. That sounds incredibly awesome. Yeah. So Red there Scare is. Fuck yeah. There's about ten, uh, ten episodes. Uh, not all of them are full episodes. Right. So some of them are there are minisodes where you can hear one of Clara's songs. Oh, oh that's cool. Sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, there's been a, shit, there's been a awesome. couple of um, – I really like it when podcasts do that and give you, like, bonus content from the world of yeah. Yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's digestible as well. It's not like another 45 yeah. minutes of world building. It's like his yeah. – yeah. that sort of connected yeah. piece. The, do you remember I recommended ages ago a podcast called Six Cold Feet? So for their second season that I was in, um, they did actually do that. They got uh, somebody to write and record all of the songs of the singer that they were talking oh, about great. and they had a concert so that they could record oh, awesome. the footage yeah, yeah. of the audience and of that person. Oh, that's sick. Character. Okay, cool. Like I love this kind of bonus content stuff. It makes me so happy. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Okay. Anyway, that sounds good. Uh, now I'm going to recommend mine, which was uh, which is 20,000 Hertz, a podcast that explores the most famous sounds on planet Earth. Is 20,000 hertz the bloop? Is that uh, I think that what so. it's referring to? Yeah. What's the bloop? The bloop was an unexplained weird sound that happened in the, like, very deep in the Atlantic, um, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, that people just did not know what could have caused a sound that loud at that particular frequency at that time. So it was like a big unexplained mystery. I think they narrowed it down to shifting of tectonic That's plates. Exa- That's that exactly was going to be my first yeah. guess was shifting a tectonic plate. But it plate. didn't sound like a grating. It did sound like a whoop. <laughs> Maybe but it needed really to low frequency. escape some air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just earth farting. A little bit of an earth fart. But yeah, 20,000 hertz basically just goes into the famous sounds. So the very first episode actually talks to the voices of Siri. Um, and then it goes into the Wilhelm screen, the sounds of Watergate, Disney Parks, Hamilton, ASMR, the Amen break, which is a very famous drum break, um, THX Deep Note. There's a lot of really interesting sounds that... I like that, yeah. that it's just like, here is a weird sound that is, exists yep. in the world and here is There's some more information about it. The Xbox startup sound, you get 24 minutes for the <laughs> Xbox startup sound. <laughs> that's... Yep. I'm, I'm yep. torn between going, that's excessive and that's <laughs> <It's> cool. <late. laughs> I think that's this is, excessive. Yeah. Just because I have <laughs> no experience with that sound. Well, look, here's the thing. If you're going to do the same amount of minutes on the Xbox boot up sound and Hamilton, I feel like something's <laughs> gone really wrong. There's 40 minutes for Baby Shark, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm intrigued, but also like, how do you rate how long you're going to spend on these things? I'll be honest, I have not listened to the Baby Shark. I can't. Will it I. will stick in my head forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty simple. Like it honestly goes into those particular sounds, the backgrounds and how they were made. The Siri one is a really good platform to start off with because hearing Siri, like the original Siri's voice normally, you're like, wow, this is weird. And then hearing how it's synthesized into an iPhone is incredibly interesting. I think the voice of voice of American Siri or Australian Siri? American Siri, but they yeah, do... Yeah, I was going to say, the, the voice of Australian Siri is a friend of... Yeah, of, of, of a friend of ours, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, they, I don't think they interview uh, her specifically, but those those voices have come through and they yeah, talk yeah. about how they synthesize and what Apple asked her to do. So it's like, we need you to do these sounds rather than just say 
read a dictionary from back to front. It's yeah. say say sound so we can synthesize a voice from your voice. Oh. So yeah, it's a very interesting podcast. It's called Twenty Thousand Hertz. It's actually sponsored, I think, by TED oh. TED Talks. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's very interesting. Anyway, let's back end. Liz, what were your podcasts? Uh, it was simple: the Betty Broderick murders. Tane. Apocalypse songs. Uh, you know, just an audio drama from New Zealand. Classic. And I had 20,000 hertz. Cool. Now, we had a topic last week, a educational theme. theme. Yes. Um, Liz, I want to start with yours. I recommended The Illusionist, which is a podcast where Helen Zaltzman channels her logophilia into a funny and educational podcast that explores the English language and lexicon. What did we think? Well, I'll get it out of the way. I loved it. I've always loved it. Yeah. I love it. The end. Always has. I mean, always will be. This, 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 is, <laughs> this is a really, a really good podcast. Um, the only reason I go away from it sometimes is because I don't want to learn to hate her voice. And yeah. I don't think I can. There's so many episodes, though. There are. Mm. Um, and the really... the thing i particularly love about these episodes is the way that they bounce through interesting words yes um they don't just kind of like hit one word and then drill down they they bounce through interesting topics and words and it never feels constructed Mm. it definitely feels just like a fun train of thought answering every question that kind of pops up in your head along the way um so yeah that it's a fun journey um i think yeah i mean if you like Words, it, uh, even even if you even if you're not a I, massive yeah. language nerd, yeah. and want to learn, like I just this is the type of shit you history. drop at trivia nights, yeah. and you did you know, like because I, I like that's the thing. I listened to the celebrity episode. Um, oh, I listened to that one too, and it was like, yeah, it, it comes from Roman times where a celebrity was like a parade. So you have celebrity if you're being celebrated in a parade, but you weren't a celebrity. And talking about what the difference is between um, being a celebrity and being like the, the, what was they said? It was the who and the... The who, I'm not sure what you're referring to. I don't remember. In the episode, they went like uh, how to define a celebrity and it is not what I thought. Like a lot of people who I thought were celebrities are not celebrities (laughs) in the true definition of the word. But what did Nick think? I thought this was a phenomenal show. Um, The very first episode I listened to was the cunt one, which was, (laughs) I was like. They got a lot of complaints over that and I was like, no, it's great. It's great because. The, the thing is that the one thing they talk about are we I allowed to say that word on this podcast yeah <laughs> okay, fuck yeah anyway um, I was like I'm going to start from the start and I saw that and I was like great swearing is my, my thing yeah perfect thing to start with but it wasn't just because like lols swears are funny it was also talking about in the episode the diminishing returns of using swearing mm-hmm. excessively mm-hmm. in terms of its use in comedy so I can't remember the person's name but they had a comedian on there who had a show who had like unlimited sort of filters um, on TV for swearing except they had like one use of the word cunt mm-hmm. um, and then from there it was talking about how they used it in a way that could make it shocking and funny and the reason they the reason was is because it was limited. Yes. There's a really funny moment in that episode where they basically cut together everyone saying what their worst swear word is, swear word is, and the funniest one that I heard was knob sponge. <laughs> 
So oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so knob sponge uh, is now one thing I'm going to be calling people. So not you guys, because you guys are my fam, but uh, people that I dislike or like, I'm just going to call them a fucking knob sponge. That's um, great. There's another episode I listened to was the Warm Front episode. So uh, the News Breakfast's Nate Byrne, the weather guy for ABC, he goes on and talks about the different language he has to use as a meteorologist for the general public and not as a meteorologist, which I thought was super right. interesting because what they were saying was there's they say fine because it's a catch-all term for everything rather than being like, oh, you know, like it's going to be really good. And it's like, well, what defines really good weather? And there's other ways that he says that he has to word things for like specific disasters. So in Australia, yeah. we have a crazy cycling season. So for them, it's about how do you word that in a way that doesn't, you know, force panic, but also, you know... Warns people. Exactly. Yeah. And so people treat it seriously, but also don't go, oh my God, I need to buy all the bread and eggs, but that's going to happen no matter what. And toilet anyway. paper, because we all and know TP. that that's what people buy when they panic. Yep, everyone's got to wipe. So apparently so, we're all worried about wiping more than we are about sustenance. Yes. Um, I mean, I love a good wipe, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Um, and there was uh, one of the other episodes I listened to was um, basically reclaiming the Māori language, which I thought was incredibly interesting as well. Um, this is a fantastic show. I am looking forward to diving in. I really want to listen to the Ghost Rider episode. Listen to the Ghost Rider episode. It's yep. really good. Um, I'll be doing that tomorrow because that one's that one. By the sounds of it, sounds really, really good. This I is had a no idea. Show. Like I've worked as a ghostwriter before, and I had no idea of the etymology of the word yep. and it being rooted in incredibly mm. racist. Yeah, this is. Um, but yeah, culture. no, this is a terrific show. I am really glad that it's. Yay. Um, yeah, I'm super glad that I was too. able to educate you. Excellent. Um, all right, I'm going to go. Zane, you can go last because I value you the most. Um, Oh. So last week I recommended. I uh, know there's. You don't need to see the logic. Save the best for no, no, last. No, 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 save, no, no, no. Yeah, I wasn't examining the logic of why I was last. I was examining the logic of why Liz was first. So <laughs> I recommended Ted Talks. Know. I know where you're at. Um, I know where you live too. <laughs> Shit, you do. Uh, so I recommended Ted Talks Education, which is snapshots from uh, various Ted Talks over the years. Um, very short episodes that talk about with people that share their sharing their stories and different ideas. What do you guys think? I have a pet peeve that you probably haven't come up against yet. Cool. Can we do a Zane's new pet yeah. peeve theme Zane. song? Zane's new pet peeve. Video Every- podcasts. Right. Video it's podcasts. No, they're, they're a vestige of when podcasting was starting and it was a way for people to release videos that weren't on YouTube, that were platformless, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're not good. Podcasts have turned into something that isn't that. And I understand mm. that the way that Ted have done it is that if you have the capabilities to do podcasting um, with video, you will get the video. But then if you turn your phone off, it stops. <sighs> I don't like video podcasts. I don't. I think their time has passed the end. Um <laughs> So, funnily enough, no video played for me. I listened on Apple. Really? No That's video. bizarre. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, is, there, is it a setting that you can it turn was on just, and off? It was honestly just the cover art playing. and Because I, I had yeah, to right. – because I, I, I usually do my searching through Spotify um, to listen I all through Listen Notes. Um, and I did – I searched for TED Talks Education and just like – I was inundated with podcasts that weren't that one. Yeah. There's so a lot I of TED to, Talks. Yeah, so yeah. I had to ask for a, a link and that sent me through the videos. I was like, ugh. Oh, but well, it came up for was, me yeah. when I searched. That's, that's all I searched was TED Talks Education. It was the mm. first result. I clicked on it. No on video Apple? for me. On Apple. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, but, um, but other than that, like this perfectly great podcast, TED Talks are great. 
I was surprised at the variance of production quality. Yes. Well, because when TED Talks do their big like road shows and stuff like that, some places have really good tech and some places are not hooked up with the good tech. Some of it was tech that I, as a relative lay person, when it comes to audio production, like I know my way around software, but I'm no, like, let's look at this frequency to this frequency. I could have fixed some of it. Mm. Um, Knowing but- nothing about tech is how I made my comment. <laughs> um so, yeah, it was just, it is wildly variable. And that's, again, I guess part of the charm. So, there was one episode where it was a either a school student or a very recently former school student um, talking and basically she was breathing into the microphone with every word that she said and I was just, I can't listen to this. Um, someone needs to get on that stage and fix her mic, please. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, Ted is great. Um I really like what they're doing and I really like that they're making themselves so available for um, absolutely nothing. Um, so, yes, this is, a, this is a good podcast. I literally took one note for this, which was love a good TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's on, honestly, like seriously, like everyone, like most people that I know, they love a good TED Talk. They'll yeah. share it on Facebook or they'll share it on Twitter or whatever. And I think the thing I liked about a lot of these is that they were very short mm. and they got their point across. Like one that I listened to was uh, why students should have mental health days. It's a seven-minute episode and yep. fucking hell, students should have mental health days. Like, I don't know how... Everyone to... should have mental and health they days. Were talking, she was talking about how they should have mental health days and if you have too many, you don't get in trouble, but you get to go... Like, you go, they offer counselling and support services for the children that are noticed as having too many mental health days. It's almost like they rehabilitate you instead of oh, punishing you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, so I can imagine that with obviously the quality is not going to be consistent in both speakers. It should be consistent in audio. You are correct. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, in terms of listening, I, I shall listen to this as I listen to most TED Talks. If the topic interests me, I will yeah. click on it. And that's the thing. Like everyone loves a good TED Talk, but you don't really mind a bad one either. Like yeah. bad TED Talks are just average and yeah. they're, they're fine to listen to. And they're still, yeah. they still have speakers that are for the most part – Engaging yeah. and know how to stand up and tell a story. Yeah. And that's one of the most important parts about podcasting is that some people who do podcast don't know how to tell a story. And that can make for awkward listening for people at home, mm. uh, especially if they're kind of, you know, unfamiliar with their subject material or just if they don't know how to lead someone down a path when they're telling a story, they just kind of vomit all their information out and then end of podcast. But yeah, yeah. yeah like they're they're all, for the most part, really good storytellers. So Nice. I'm glad that you guys liked it. That makes me feel good. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Ted. No, who you really can't. Ted talk? Yeah. Like, Love who's going to sit there and go, hey, you know what I didn't like? Ted Talks. <laughs> That's that's a karate chop. That's a deal chop. breaker in dating for me. If they're like, I fucking hate TED Talks, I'd be like, get out. Oh, great. I fucking hate you. All yeah. right. Boom. Yeah. Press eject. Um, wow. <laughs> anyway, Zane. Uh, yeah, I recommended uh, For the Love of Teaching, which is a podcast for teachers uh, by a teaching uh, or a teacher supply uh, service called Teach Starter, basically talking to educators about uh, how they deal with different things in the classroom and content that they can bring into their classroom to keep their kids engaged. I'm so happy that something like this exists mm. because for a really long time, I, both of my, so my dad and um, stepmom are both 
are teachers and the way that people organize the curriculum and dictate what needs to be taught is so lacking in the public service that it's really good that there are groups there who are wanting to create this engaging content and who are um seeking out or, or like trying to disseminate ways in, that people can teach better in the yeah. classroom rather than just have to stick to this figure out what you're going to do based on these criteria it's really nice so i'm really glad that it exists i do not benefit from it from it <laughs> whatsoever because i do not have kids and i am not a teacher however i will be sending this podcast to my family members yeah. who are teachers because i think they get a lot out of it especially in times of pandemic with homeschooling parents would have gotten a lot of out mm. of this as well and yeah. i think it could be a really great resource to those parents if we do find ourselves in a homeschooling situation again to just listen to this podcast for some really good ideas also yeah i mean that's listening to these episodes of the podcast again i don't have kids i don't interact with kids on a regular basis listening to this podcast all i could think of is like this is a parenting podcast yeah this is like how to get these concepts into your child's head and that's not a that's not a school parents Mm. expect schools to do everything i know (laughs) Uh, so because i was like the the teaching of consent and and body autonomy and that sort of thing is like that's like that's of course something that needs to be dealt with in schools because that's where kids interact with other people. Yeah. But like that's really like all of this stuff is really something is a really easy way for parents to broach this yeah. with their children as well. Well, like well. I find uh, like listening to cuz my dad's high school but my um, my dad's wife is primary and the number of things that she has told me about um things that parents have expected teachers to teach their children that should be parents things is astounding look like it, I, I've I believe I've said it so many times before that teachers are the most unappreciated people mm-hmm. unappreciated in, in underpaid yeah. like and they do everyone's like they get so many holidays I firsthand experience watching both of them mark for their entire holidays yeah. <laughs> their entire holidays honestly and with the amount of shit that they have to put up with Around those holidays, they fucking deserve whatever break they get. You basically summed it up for me. Like, I cool. listening to this, I was like, I have a lot of people I need to send this to because this is an amazing resource for teachers and parents. Like, again, I don't have kids, won't ever have kids, not interested. But for me, this is a really, really valuable resource in... Simple stuff. Also, you know, um, you know, listening to there's one uh, that was about no calling out, which is re- uh, relatively recent, which I thought was really interesting. The favorite rude reads is a lot of fun. Like for me, it's it, and it's very digestible as well. So like if Short you're a parent, episodes yeah. too, like really nice, yep. snappy, get your point across. It. Yeah, yeah, less than mindful minutes. teaching is two minutes. Actually, not two, not two minutes. It's like seven minutes. I'm pretty sure, but. If you're a teacher and a parent, like you probably don't have that much time. So being able to give yourself at least 15 minutes on some of this, there's some really valuable stuff that I think people would take away from it. So yeah, this yeah. is a this is a winner. Not a subscription for me because it's just not yeah. my thing, but like if if anyone was putting the call out for advice or anything like that, I would point him in this direction because yeah. I'm yeah, there's if, some if, good stuff here. If I find myself in the middle of a pandemic again once I've had children, listening yeah. to this would actually make me feel less freaky outy. Like they've got really He's good got a plan. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's you've got a plan of attack that has been shown to work with people who know their shit, you know? And also yeah. I just wanted to point out this is 
my idea of the perfect branded podcast because yeah. it is it's in support of a product but it is another whole product in and of itself yes. that is adding value to people's lives without always referring back to it doesn't the have to product. be an advertisement yeah. a really good branded product shouldn't just be an extended ad it should yeah. be something that is different that you go oh these people made this and then you make that brand association rather yeah. than it being an ad because I, I I wouldn't have known that this was a sponsored content well I wanted to be like very upfront like it is it is a product, but this is a podcast adjacent to it. They do do another podcast as well. Um, I haven't listened to that one, but yeah, I really enjoyed what this did for for teachers. And you know, honestly, I enjoyed listening to it, and, and it taught me things about it's how a good to, bit of how fun. to talk to kids. Like it yeah. is a good bit of fun, like mm. with the hosts, how they interact with each other, and also talk about their own experiences of being a parent too. I think helps mm. get some of those messages across. So yeah, this is a really valuable podcast. I'm, I will absolutely share it with people. That so go and give your teachers a present, like yes. a nice present, like a bottle of wine or a something Box of else. Box chocolates that, or alcoholic, something from sure. Body Shop or <laughs> yeah. some kind of, even BWS. just a note telling them. <gasps> some yeah. nice stationery. I've never met a teacher yeah. that doesn't like nice they stationery. They really do like nice stationery. Just like, just like oh, just, just a $50 office works gift voucher. But don't, yeah. coming from a household full of teachers, don't buy them a calendar because chances are they've bought one themselves and about 10 other people will have also given them calendars and they're only <laughs> useful for that one year. It's not a consumable. <laughs> That's good to know, actually. Yes, please give your teachers all of the appreciation mm. that they deserve. And if your parents have been homeschooling you, give them a little bit of thanks for that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's a nice positive note to end you on, know, isn't I it, like guys? It. Oh, what a positive show. We did so well this week. It was it was a very upbeat episode yeah. this week. Yeah, remarkable. That's what happens when you focus on education, <laughs> <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> Dear everyone, <laughs> specifically governments. <laughs> education. Um well, that does us for this week. It does. Um, you can get us uh, on that's not going dot com forward slash castology, where there's a handy form where you can submit podcasts to us. Zane will give them a listen. I will. Liz and I, maybe. Who yeah. knows? If you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, who knows? We might be feeling lucky. And then uh, we may put it up on the show like we did last week, which is pretty exciting. Um, you please give us some ratings on po- on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, Zane, you said that we're on Amazon now. We we're are. Audible. It, we're yeah. Audible too, yeah. Amazon Audible, same yeah. thing. They're, mm. they're podcast service. Only in the US. They haven't launched it elsewhere yet, but yes, we are all on that. Excellent. And you can rate and review us either on Facebook. You can do that yes. as well on our mm-hmm. Facebook page, or you can just share one of our episodes and be like, oh my God. Also, find us great. on Podchaser. We've been getting a fair few follows on Podchaser, oh, nice. which is, is nice do. to see. Podchaser is, of course, the uh, podcast social media platform ish where you can like share and rate podcasts and podcast episodes specifically. We did get a nice shout out on Twitter a week or yeah. so ago as well. We did. Made me happy. Excellent. God, this is so positive. I know. I feel so good at finishing this one. Dude, guys. I always feel good after we record our episodes. I know. It's like Even a if we've been bitching, I still go home going, oh, fam. I know. Anyway, have I covered everything? I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah, right? we've come by art. Yep. We can go. Fuck yeah, it feels good. Anyway, I've been one of your hosts, Nick Bleeker. To my left has been Liz Best. And across from me has been Last Again, because that's the most important spot. Exactly. <laughs> ZZ Weber. <laughs> Keep positive, people. Enjoy podcasts. History is a fascinating field that is unfortunately massive on a scale that beggars comprehension and is not always easily accessible, especially when we're talking about the complex issues of human rights abuses and government oppression that surround genocides. 
Here at Genistory, we agreed to do this. We aim to change that. Join me on the 15th of every month as we take a comprehensive overview of the field of genocide studies, the various genocides throughout history, and the representation of genocide in fictional media. Together, we're going to help ensure that never again is more than just a slogan. You can find Genistory wherever you find podcasts. Uh, that's not kind of Productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.